0: This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, February 24th. The Georgia-based legal team representing former President Donald Trump accused Fulton County prosecutors of running a clown-like investigation into interference in Georgia's 2020 elections, seizing on information disclosed by the forewoman of the special grand jury seated to aid in the probe. Defense attorneys Drew Findling and Jennifer Little said media interviews earlier this week by Emily Kors undermined the credibility of the probe. They indicated they were keeping their legal options open, including potentially filing court motions in response. Findling told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution late Wednesday, this type of carnival, clown-like atmosphere that was portrayed over the course of the last 36 hours takes away from the complete sanctity and the integrity, and for that matter, the reliability, of the investigation. In remarks on Tuesday to the AJC and other media outlets, Coors said she and fellow jurors recommended that multiple people be charged with crimes. She declined, however, to state whom the panel named and which specific laws they believed might have been broken. Up next, a star football player for the University of Georgia allegedly led a police officer on a high-speed chase through the Athens campus on January 10th, hours after the team won its second consecutive national football championship. Five days later, police officers questioned the same player, linebacker Jamon Dumas-Johnson, minutes after a fatal car crash involving two other players and two members of the team's recruiting staff. According to records reviewed by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, police are investigating whether racing was involved in the January 15th crash. Dumas-Johnson, 21 years old, was arrested Wednesday on misdemeanor charges of street racing and reckless driving related to the January 10th incident. He turned himself in at the athens Clark County Jail and was released 41 minutes later. Jail records show authorities allowed him to go free without posting the $4,000 bond normally required on the charges. In other news, Thursday was tax rebate day at the state capitol, compliments of last year's massive revenue surplus. The Georgia House voted 170-2 to to approve a $1 billion income tax rebate similar to the one the state sent out last year. And on a 54-to-1 vote, the Georgia Senate backed the mid-year state budget, which includes a $1 billion property tax rebate. Both rebates were proposed by Governor Brian Kemp last year when he was running for re-election. After all the bills were paid and agencies returned leftover funds, the state's surplus for fiscal 2022, which ended June 30th, was a record $6.6 billion. Under House Bill 162, the income tax rebate legislation, single-filing Georgians would get $250 rebates and couples filing jointly $500. And early estimates suggest the flu vaccine performed well in a winter flu season that has already dissipated in Georgia and most of the rest of the country. Health officials said during a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention vaccines meeting Wednesday, the vaccines were more than 40% effective in preventing adults from getting sick enough from the flu that they had to go to a doctor's office, clinic, or hospital. Officials generally are pleased if a flu vaccine is 40 to 60% effective. Officials say one reason is the vaccine was a good match against the strains that spread over the fall and winter. The virus took off in October as COVID-19 and another respiratory virus, RSV, roiled emergency departments. But the flu also apparently made a very early exit, with the virus declining since the end of November. Flu activity has remained low in Georgia. Spoken Layer